relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. being recorded now got it mike you can't say that every episode because i don't really want to edit any of these and you're starting to say it every one of them and now i'm gonna and it's not like a fun catchphrase i don't think i don't think it's something people are like (laughs) so i should either start editing them or you gotta stop saying them so it's probably gonna be you stop saying it if we're being honest it's my black market days. It's still shocking every time. It's like, hey, you're knowingly being recorded. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I mean, can we just talk about... Are you able to blur my face? Sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't need anybody to blur my face. I think if you just sit back far enough into that white wall, we won't have to. Hey! I think... Hey! <laughs> I think... It's a... How's uh how's that? Is that closer? Oh, that's fantastic. Perfect. We're we're oh. in the location stage. Sorry. Tell everybody where y'all are at. Where Anchorage, Alaska, America, I North mean, America. It's okay, technically and barely, yes. But not really America. It's its own thing. That's one. It's it really- more than sort of is. It's its own. If y'all broke off into like its own country, you could exist because it's mostly a transportation hub and everyone, ha- it's like, okay, come take their land. See what happens. I dare you, all of y'all. It's, it's one of the few places where it's like, I just don't, I don't think you should try to go take that place. It'd be tough. Yeah, it'd be tough. There's more guns than people here. Yeah, and the people are not like the people know how to use them there, too. A bit the guns, yeah, they're like uh, baby presents, you know. Yeah, I yeah. do know what you're talking about. Yeah, it is, but it's not like a political thing. It's like where I'm from in in the mountains of East Tennessee, where it's like at a certain age, it's like you gotta know how to do this stuff, or Something might get you when you're walking through the woods. You're like, oh. That's exactly what it is. That's what I was going to say. We practice on things a lot bigger than humans. So that's why we're a lot better than most. Yeah. No, and you should. Yeah, you should. And we don't practice on them unprovocatively, unprovoked. Sorry. Um, It's more of like a a self-defense type situation. It is. We were were walking out of the library in Anchorage, and then a moose chopped her head off. That is... That's uh, that's something I talk about on stage when I'm in Anchorage or in anywhere in Alaska. If you guys are going to come see me, I will talk about that because it is, it is Wait, the most. Again, though, it chopped its head off. Wait, chopped what? Okay, I like to cut like when people, and I do tell people like when they've never been there. Like, I'm going to Alaska. What's it like? I'm like, okay, here's the when they're like, hey, everything can kill you. They'll say it like in a funny way. I was like, but they actually mean it. And they mean it in a way that you can't understand. So I'm going to tell you a story to help you understand what they mean. 
and I was like, there was a guy who went to the library, the public library in Anchorage, and he went and checked out a book, and he was leaving, and there was a moose outside. And then he tried to get around it, and the moose was like, nah. And then, you know, their hooves are real, and it, like, sliced his neck, and almost okay. it almost sliced his... And see, when I tell that, and... This does all add up. The 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 parking lot at the library is massive. It has trees in it, it's, and the moose are there chilling. They're eating the trees, and if you interrupt them while you're trying to get into your parked car, they will just lacerate your neck just real quick. And I looked it up the yep. first time someone told me. You know, I was like, I looked it up, and I was like, it's real. It is real, and it's the the other one is the helicopter story, and I'll just let anyone. Yeah. I don't tell them that one. I was like, you'll just hear it once you get there. Yeah. And then they yeah. come back and they're like, I heard it. I was like, I you always will hear it. It is yeah. amazing. Um, but when I tell the moose story on stage in Alaska, I was like, everyone starts laughing. I was like, see, that's you also have to have that sense of humor to, to live up here because you guys are like, Yeah, that's it's crazy, right? <laughs> You're like, that is the best, and I love it so much. It's a it's a rough place. It's one of those places that still uh still so takes, casual. It's takes rough. people in rough ways. It's like it's uh ways you could still uh not describe easily. I mean we have some of the most popular stories about people dying in the wilderness and everyone glorifies them, whether it's that kid that ate poison berries in that fucking shitty school bus or uh what was the the guy Timothy Treadwell, Grizzly Man. Ah, the best. That's the funniest movie ever made. That is the funniest movie ever made because it ends the way you want it to end. That's why. Yeah. You're just like, huh, I wonder. I wonder. And I remember the first time I saw it, I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm not going to look anything up. I'm just going to experience this movie. God. And at the end, I was like, that's what. It's what, it's what needed to happen. I'm sorry. I, it's not. We don't need to blur some lines for too many people like that. It is. It doesn't need to be a happy ending. It's not a Disney movie. It is a happy ending. It is. We're it is there. Way. It's very happy. It yeah. is for. It's for, nature. It was for a nature. Representation, representation of what nature does. For our part in it too. It is. <laughs> Hey. It was a good reminder of where we fit into the food chain. And would they and how so, some animals just let us exist for a lot of times and then they're like, hey, you know what? No. And this is a weird, weird start to a cannabis podcast, but we started <laughs> but, it is. but it's also like how gorillas I've read where gorillas like zookeepers talk about how gorillas you just they just stay in the cage because they want to, and the and they're like they can get out anytime they want, and, and like all zookeepers know that about gorillas. I was like, then maybe I don't know, take them back home. Don't. <laughs> I think cats are the same way. They could figure out how to get out of a house, no problem. They're just like, we're just gonna stay, and there's food in here. Like, we'll leave if we want to. Like every once in a while, we'll go explore, but. I think cats, I think kind of cats understand territory like boundaries in a weird way more than we give them credit for. Like dogs don't. For but sure. cats oh, yeah, are no. cats are more like, nah, 
if you go over there, that thing will punch you. So we don't go over there. Like, and dogs are like, I don't know. It fed me twice, but it punched me four times. I like my chances. I'm a yeah. dog. And you're like, yeah, you are a fucking dog. Yes. <laughs> weird. Once again, weird cannabis podcast we're having. So. I mean, I feel like a lot of uh, cannabis enthusiasts end up watching documentaries either about you know nature or or animals or they watch cat videos so we're on the right track we're getting there we're getting I think a little bit of both a little bit of both i was gonna sure. say most of our listeners for sure live out mostly with more animals than people if we're being honest that's the, that is our listenership is like most of your listeners are animals instead of people you say uh <laughs> I mean, they, they have gone feral in a they lot of do, instances. A lot of them do belong more to Earth than society, if we're being honest. So, yes. That's yes. the way we like it in Alaska. We do. We like it, too, in our... Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's is. why I'm very excited to try Alaskan cannabis products. Because when I first moved to the Pacific Northwest, my friend who moved me out here was like, listen, the winters are fucking horrible. And there's nothing to do other than make money. So just spend all of the winter in your grow room, growing weed, making money, doing the best that you can. So I assume you guys are just spending more months than us just growing and just working on like, I don't know, I'm going to make the craziest hash to make me feel good to actually survive this insanity. That is true. I mean, the more, uh, the more harsh of a winter you have, the more time you have to sit inside and, and, uh, figure out how this thing can all unfold and uh and bringing a, a quality product to the recreational market is uh is as a lot of people have seen not an easy thing to do with all the taxes and all the things you have to jump through um to then find a margin in that you end up cutting quality instead of you know your other costs and so um yeah there's uh there's a challenging um puzzle of creating a quality cannabis product while navigating all of the uh the bureaucracy that they've created in this industry so far um so yeah it's been uh it's been cool to uh to yeah just sit in the lab all winter long or i mean i just got up to uh fairbanks about uh four months ago five months ago and i feel like i've already accomplished a lot um just in those few winter months um and then we have a great summer plan the summer plans are more um uh, on the marketing side of things, kind of the the outreach type things, um, because we rely a lot on the weather for washing because uh, we don't have a uh, a um, refrigeration room. We don't Why would a, you? A cold room. We just use a uh, room that doesn't have any heat going to it. Right, exactly. So um, we are working on a current build out right now that um, uses air conditioning units. And then we use a product called a cool bot to trick those units into uh into uh bringing the temperature down so we will be able to do some washing in the <laughs> summertime but uh we got robots been... tricking robots you guys yeah 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 yeah. robots tricking robots yes Hell yeah. AI, i know about AI. the i know about the cool bot you know because most acs they're like no nobody would want it lower than 60 degrees and you're like ah come on right. i don't Maybe think you I understand how like, yeah i don't think you understand how full melt works okay we're right. trying to make sure that you know we're not losing anything i yep. like it because as we're talking billy's eyes are getting all big and he's like what are you saying what are the words well i've got yeah. um I want to I want to rewind before we get to this. Go for it. Uh, because man, you and Mike could fucking take off 
um, before I do into a, a shitstorm. And man. I know when some of our listeners get mad that I do this, but sorry, you guys, Mike, and I'm giving him all the nerd out stuff that's dropping very soon. He's gonna nerd out on a lot of stuff, um, but. <laughs> These episodes are free, so we need more listeners and we have to make it casual. But I am very interested. Like, you grew up in Anchorage, right? Both of you? No. Okay. I'm One of you. Okay. So we'll get to you in a minute then. I uh, did grow up just north of Anchorage. So, so I've been in Alaska pretty much all my life. What was the cannabis culture like growing up before legalization? That's a great question. Um, so the town that I grew up in was called Eagle River. And, yeah, uh, every I know where that's at. It's Alaska on the way to Wasilla, right? Correct. Every town in Alaska kind of gets uh, a nickname based off of kind of what type of things happen there. So I grew up, grew up in Eagle River, and that was Eagle Reefer. And so if you wanted to find good bud, you could get it in Eagle Reefer. And so um, there was a lot of good cannabis when I when I was growing up. A lot of it actually came from the Matsu Valley. Um, so, uh, and a lot of those guys that were growing on the black market in the Matsu Valley are now rec market growers and some of the best ones on the rec market because of their experience from the shout out black market. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, there was, there was different names, uh, Girdwood where our uh, ski resort is the, the yeah. town that was Girdweed because, you know, ski, bum, ski bum town was very, area um and then i went to high school in chugiak which is a little bit further north than eagle river and that was chugiak and so that was where everybody got drunk all the time that was the very alcohol influenced area of alaska and so everything just kind of got these nicknames um uh you know there was some there was some uh um more uh more dark humored ones like wasilla was wasifilis because you know if you got if you got with some of those people you might end up you know you might end up with that and so well, you uh, might you know run for vice president it'll take you yeah, but they nice. know what they're doing though that's the nice mm, thing about that's right. it well, that's they not have... the nice that's the trick of it that's the <laughs> trick of it. that is not that's, the nice part of it. you that is the trick of it that is not the nice part um <laughs> but sorry i didn't get into much weed culture really there um no but, but it is good information to have yeah, I, I'm glad. I'm glad. It's, you know where to stay away from now. Or, you know what or, I found it interesting while that you're mentioning some of these towns that I've, some of them I've stopped in, some of them I'm just a, aware of because you're like, oh, Eagles River, you know. And then, um, was when I went before the first time, like right after legalization, everywhere had a, every town had like a district. So there'd be like fucking seven pot stores in like one little shopping center or like one is like a food truck kind of situation, but with like weed stores. I can kind of explain that. Yeah. Um, which was interesting, but no, we'll get to that. I just found that interesting. And then it was, and then the next time it was just not like that at all. And I was like, that makes more sense the way they, they thought this through, I think um initially it was a lot harder to find retail space in um other areas so there were some what they would call like green zones that would pop up and everybody kind of flooded those zones where you could find retail space a lot of them times it was you know you were in the same strip mall as somebody that was all that also had a cannabis shop and so i mean you go downtown anchorage there's three of them in a row right bam 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 right on the same block no, i hit right? them up once i did yeah. that 
Because I was like, triple. I was like, this isn't for everyone, but this is for me today. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And they're all, all three of them were uniquely different. I think actually one of them has closed down now, but um, so there's only two there now. Um, but all three of them were kind of uniquely different. One was owned by a, a company that owned a glass shop as well. So they had some unique, um, you know, glass and accessories in there. And then um, the other two had their own kind of unique vibe to them. And, um, and so uh, that's what sells in the Alaska rec market is um, uh, kind of that, uh, I don't want to call it gimmicky, but that additional marketing that um that kind of comes along with your your store where it's you know there's something else to it. You can't just be just a weed shop. You have to have some sort of little little thing. Um, one of my favorite companies down mm-hmm. where you're at, uh, Mike, uh, is uh, Echo Electuary, and uh, they give three three percent back to the bees. And um, I just think that things like that are gonna what be what propels your uh, company forward. Um, the company that Joe works for, um, they um, they pride themselves on sustainability, and they do a lot of um, uh, just really. They spend a lot of money on creating situations where there won't be packaging that's you know uh, not de- not able to decompose or whatever. They don't use plastic packaging. It's all glass jars, and it's reusable. So you have to either bring back your jar and get it washed or um or you know um pay for a new jar each time instead of getting those plastic drams. So yes that set Where, where's that? Apart. That's in Anchorage. There's three shops. It's called Catalyst. I'll give them a little shout out. I like that's them. your that's your the loud guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. Yeah. By the way, it just hit me <clears throat> not that not that I had uh, but one night I went to a drag show after the cannabis show or the not cannabis my show and uh i missed the drag <laughs> the show cannabis show <laughs> it was kind of it was pretty much a cannabis show well it well my show and then there was a cannabis show upstairs and then <laughs> that's for sure and then somebody was like we'll just take a cab and i was like nah i'm gonna walk man i am like it's cold i was like it's perfect um uh, i'm hot uh and he was there on the dance floor and i was just like he did that the whole time just like i i was and it just hit me i was like oh this is us just watching people dance because we were both stoned out of our minds and everyone else is like drunk dancing like it was the happiest place i've ever been in anchorage the nicest bar too by the way Uh, it is i walked in and i was like what in that why have we not (laughs) been here the whole time what is this magical place where everyone's happy and not angry and armed right so that's a shout out to is it minerva's a mad Myrna's. damn so close you're good, you're good. minerva's um, is a good thing when too. we when we do things in alaska we we go hard in either one direction or the other so if we correct back the other direction it's all the way back the other direction we don't it really, is we don't really correct into the middle it's like we're either you know you're either in a bar where people are carrying or you're in a bar where drag shows are happening and everybody loves either one of them, both of them. And sometimes they mix and everybody seems to get along pretty well. And so um, that's one thing I really like about Alaska is that the uh, oh. the entertainment scene is, scene is super diverse and, uh, and everybody seems to get along pretty well. I mean, we're going to a show tonight that is a, a hip hop showcase at a bar that's known for rock and roll. 
that, you know, um, it's, you know, it's just, uh, it's kind of everybody welcomes everybody type situation. So be yourself. Um, if you're not yeah. if you're trying to be something you're not in Alaska, people are like, oh, yeah, here. Yeah. But if you're you get you a long way up, here. you can, as long you can be as weird as fuck, as long as that's who you are. But if you're trying to be weird, don't like that. And I'm like, that is right up my hillbilly ass right there. That is fucking, that is my jam. It's like, no, you can be who you are as long as that's who you are. Don't try to be somebody you're not. And that's, uh, and I was going to say too, what I really, there was like something I was trying to articulate and while you were talking about, uh, you're very good at selling Alaska. You should work for the tourism board. <laughs> uh, I know this uh, one town for chlamydia. It's, it's a wonderful. It, he did. <laughs> Uh, we went there and you do get it. That's it's what he it. said. It's what no I went there to get it. and I got it. That's what I wanted. Um, there'll be, well, I hope there's like, there's like one listener who doesn't say, Really, Wasilla? I can fuck people in Wasilla. All right. You might get a, I already got that. You can give it back to them. Uh, send me DMs if they want uh, connections. Well, also, like, it was, it wasn't legal when I first started going up there, but it was like there was booze everywhere. Uh, I never looked for it at first because I never thought to, and I, uh, I also was coming from Seattle, so I just put it in my pocket. Right, and so I was like, I got something. I'm here for a week. I'm sorry, and then, but the head shops I remember being really like all the glass. I remember I was like, it's up here because there's like some amazing glass. But then when legalization happened, it like it to me it was the quickest to just kind of acclimate with society where there wasn't like an adjustment to people being like, what's weed and what is the and you know, and like or acting like they were they did they were, you know, there wasn't it was just like, oh cool. So we got weed shops over there now. And then blow and like that was just the way it became. And like other places, it was still like there's a stigma to this. And there's like a even like even Oregon has it in these weird places, which was, you know, and Seattle for sure had it in this way that I was super confused about at first. Cause I was like, because I lived there for six years and I was like, this is where you kind of everywhere you guys the cops know about it they're like just don't don't go into the alley because then they have to look so we're they're like we're just making sure you're not smoking crack and then you know it's like oh cool yeah there's definitely uh not much of a, a stigma left of it up here i mean there's there's very few people even on the very conservative side uh that that would say that they care very much about it um I hear a little bit here and there about some of the cult, uh, the cultivations getting reported to the uh, to the control board for smell. Some people just bitch about stupid things like smell. Oh, um, fuck off. And then um, it smells. Like you mean? Smell. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, it smells flowering. awesome. Yeah, sorry, they just don't awesome. have enough carbon filter. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, and then the other thing is um, that I would have I would have loved if we had opened up a little more on the on the consumption side of uh, uh more like new york where uh if you can smoke cigarettes in a place you can smoke weed there and that feels more fair to me 
Um, we have very strict uh, on-site consumption laws. So we do have some on-site consumption lounges, which are really cool. Um, but Whoa. the law is really strict and you can't really like consume the way you want to. You have to consume the way that's allowed. And so um, those things I don't really like. But yeah, I would say we're, it's a pretty progressive industry up here as far as like, um, I think there's a substantial amount of people that shop based off of terpenes rather than THC. I mean, THC still dominates everything, but um, there's a there's a market of people that are connoisseur level. And I would say per capita and with the amount of people we have up here, uh, that number is a higher percentage than most places. We have a, a large kind of connoisseur following. Um, and that's kind of what makes companies like uh, like the company that I work for and um, you know some of these smaller grows that are really um, that are really quality up here. It allows them to exist because people are are seeking them out and supporting them. Um, I went to uh, a uh, dispensary in Homer while I was there in January, yeah. and it was like kind of late at night. Mm -hmm. It was after the show, and then I looked down and I was like, "Hey, there's one open in Homer." We were, well, I did a show on Anchor Point, so if anyone in Alaska is listening, they'll start laughing right now. And we did drive by the venue uh, several times. We drove through the town twice. That's not an exaggeration. Like, uh, which is a funny. Not much because there's not much. It's, there's it's really not, and you're just like, oh, uh, it's kind. It's it's wonderful. It's beautiful. Uh, but tiny. But I was like, huh, what are we getting into that this place is open now, and we're in out homer is out there mm -hmm. and we roll in and one of the most knowledgeable bud tenders i've ever talked to like knew all this stuff like hooked me up with a piece of glass and all this and i was like oh this is i was just like this is cool and it was pretty affordable even to be where we were at it was like i was like i think i texted mike then i was like yo dude this is crazy like i've met the best bud tender i've ever met homer alaska he just knew it was like the this jp dude we just interviewed kind of like his vibe so yeah i was like this place is special oh, we're, i'm bringing mike up for sure so we can just really document the cannabis thing correct it's an interesting industry in the sense that if you want to get into it um and you've you've gotten to a professional level in a different industry outside so i was an operations manager in tourism, but I have wanted to transition over to cannabis and I had to start from the bottom. And that's what both of us had to do was start as bud tenders. So you'll experience some bud tenders that are in the beginning of their journey, but they know a shitload about of all this stuff and they'll put all this effort into it. And the, the one thing that sucks about this is they won't be a bud tender for very long. Before you know it, they'll be in the back putting you know orders in and doing all the stickers. Good, and he should. Organized. Yeah, and he should, exactly. That but dude was it, like, it's like, I, I don't know what you're trying. That's kind of what I thought, though. I was like, I don't know what he's trying to be in this, but he knows yeah. a lot. That's Yeah, no, that's good. And you'll experience that in the small towns. I imagine, did you go to Uncle Herb's down in uh, Homer? Was that the one you went to? Or was it a, um, I don't remember. Uncle Herb's. Had to go over a bridge. Uh, in. And then. It was like a nice little, it was like a nice little, looked like a house, you know, a little house situation. Nice, very nice parking lot. You know what I mean? Everything was like. Primo. Okay. I think that might've been Uncle Herb's, but. I don't remember the name. I was just but either like, way, it's open. Um, That's what it was called. <laughs> another, 
And that's the part that I was going to get to. There's an interesting aspect there. So um, the different boroughs of Alaska have different regulations on how late retails can be open. So in Anchorage, you can only be open from 8 a.m. to midnight. Um, whereas in the Valley, I believe you can be in the Matsu Valley. So North of Anchorage, where we were talking about Palmer Wasilla, where, where a lot of the best black market cannabis came from before the legal market. Um, Matanuska Thunderfuck got a, got its name from that, obviously, um, MTF. Um, but, uh, and, and we, we hate questions about MTF in Alaska. So that's one thing. Um, uh, it's one of the most like, oh my God, if, if people ask about MTF, then I automatically know they don't know anything about weed. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but, um, in the Matsu Valley, they can stay, their shops can stay open. I want to say till 4am or it may even just be later. And so that's what you'll experience is you'll experience people trying to really, um, take advantage of, you know, the more time you can be open, um, you know, if you can, uh, calculate your operating costs, properly you can figure out if it's worthwhile to be open based off of how much business you're getting at certain times but um, i'm sure during the tourist season that's what i was gonna say i was like people are probably like 4 a.m why do you need to be i'm like you guys the tourist season yes and you'll the tourist season and then the sun doesn't go really down in the summer so you can keep jamming and there's like people are doing stuff but it's like when i took my dad up there during the summer Hey, he was like, still kind of chilly. I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah, we're pretty close to the top. So, yeah. <laughs> to the top. Uh, it's, yeah, to the top of the globe. Yeah, it's, we're getting, it's cold up here. And, but we were in Wasilla at Everett's. I, that's the name of that place, right? Yeah. And it was like summer. So people were doing stuff. And then the sun didn't. I was like, this is going to blow your mind tonight. I was like, because I'm going to do the show. And then we're going to come out and stuff's still going to be popping like it's and the sun's going to be out. And they're like planes landing on this lake and stuff. And my dad was like, huh, look at them go. It's like it's like 11 o'clock. I we was do like, not sleep in the summer. We that's what not. I was trying to tell him. I was like, it's just like I was like, they just try have to get all this stuff done. Yeah, he's like cool. get a year's worth of stuff done in three months. So it's like, all right, well. It's awesome. And that's where my nerdy plant side comes out. I'm like, do you guys do outdoor? How does that work? What's going on with that? Like, I, knew that. I knew you were get to that. I knew you were going to get to that. There's so, two, what? Like two large ones, right? There's the one up in Fairbanks. They do an outdoor, but they grow auto flowers and they harvest mm-hmm. everything and turn it into joints, pre-rolls. And then okay. there's yep. down in Kenai that does light depth tents, outdoor tents. Um, cool. What is the, because, what is the, yeah, what are the months? Sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. Um, It'd be just, it'd be just June, July, and August. Um, You could probably get some, get some stuff going in May, but um, uh, yeah, you could, that's all you get. So, so just even like looking like, you know, I, you know, just looking up Eagle, whatever, Um, your guys' record high was 84 degrees in August. That was a record high for you which is yes. insane to me, especially since you need it a little warm for phosphorus to be metabolized by plants growing outside. So I'm like, how the hell are you even doing outdoor there? So to have multiple runs with how cold it is up there, that would be astonishing for me. And I'm just- Yeah, I don't I'm, think anyone's doing multiple runs. And the yeah. one I would say is doing the biggest outdoor operation is up in Fairbanks where I'm currently living. And that 
Fairbanks has the the highest temperature change in the country, I think, where actually it does get up to about 90, mid 90s in the summer, more in the uh, central part of the state. It's funny because it's more north, but it actually gets hotter. But then it also gets colder because it's in the center part of the state. So um, averages in the winter of, of, you know, down to negative 20 and 30. Um, and then in the summer, you know, 90, 80, uh, 70, high 70s. So um, that's cool. they're doing some outdoor that seems to be somewhat, but that's what, like what he was saying. It's all auto flower. And then they're just turning it into, um, into a pre joints. We are at my facility. We are building um, uh, two, potentially three smaller greenhouses, um, very basic structures. Um, and then we're just going to do uh, uh, just living soil auto flowers in there. And then we're going to turn it all to hash and see what we get out of it. Fresh um, at, frozen? Yes. yes. <laughs> point, it's, uh, you just open the greenhouse and it freezes itself. And right. That would be so perfect. <laughs> um, just, just like let it all in. Um, let it all in. That's fine. But yeah, we're, 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 we're under the impression that we probably won't get like the highest end quality hash out of outdoor greenhouses as far as like color and um um uh uh, uh contaminants but we hear that the terpene profiles from sun grown are a lot uh, better and so we have some stuff we want to try in that um so it's experimental for us right now but we're definitely uh we're definitely headed in that direction to increase our uh just our quantity of product material that we can run into into uh into your stuff is awesome i'm just gonna <clears throat> i've tried it a bunch i've tried it over and over again it's really great every time i uh and i've tried a bunch in like thank you um what we'll bunch. do here is uh at, towards the end i'll uh, i'll show off a few things that we just um we just entered two products into um the alaska leaf bowl and so um that's nice. coming up here in i think like mid-june um i know you guys have one down in oregon um there's a few in uh, different places uh leaf magazine does uh does a few different um publications throughout the country in different uh, recreational states and uh and i think they do a decent job of making it um accessible to smaller grows i only had to submit seven half grams of each of these two products for entry whereas um uh, another larger publication asks for a lot more um for their uh, entries i'm not going to name any names um that's dope that you're not naming any names or anything like yeah that. yeah um because they, they, they do some good for the industry but i just don't think they are um their contests are not um for the culture um and so that's all i'm gonna say huh, i think they weird have, they have low things. chronicles they do pro they do uh positive things for the industry but what they're doing in the in the contest world is just not really what i'm interested in participating in because it's just not beneficial to uh smaller groups um it's not as accessible but this one the leaf bowl has been very accessible to us they've been made very uh been made very accessible to these smaller grows um and uh and it's managed by a really uh well-run retail up here and so uh the the organization of it is pretty good I, i've been pleased with how it's been going um, keep yeah, making that that quality you're not gonna lose making quality in this business i think that's what i have seen in the little time i've been doing this podcast and meeting everyone and watching the industry just kind of go all over the place all the time for no goddamn reason and then i think uh, our biggest challenge is that um when you when you go for high quality you end up having to go for really low quantity and then that ends up not providing a lot of revenue to then cover all of your costs. So then what you end up with is how far can you move that bar um, 
or how comfortable are you moving that bar on quality to raise your quantity? And so scaling a high quantity or high quality operation is very challenging because the more you grow, the more problems you have and the more things there are to take care of. And um, that requires more people, more labor, more costs. And then so all of a sudden you're just kind of scaling and you're making like lateral moves where you're not really, you're not scaling in a way that's increasing your margins. And so um, it's challenging, um, uh, you know, how how low of a quality product do you want to put out there? Do you want to put it out there under a different brand name, which is one a lot of companies' strategies to have a whole different line that they use. Um, or you can go like, you know, 710 Labs, companies like that, they'll do like tier one, tier two, tier three. Um, I think that's a, a an effective way of communicating to your customer where the quality level is at. Um, and so um, that's where the challenge for all those quality-driven companies are. Uh, whereas, um, the other companies are just going, how much, how much cannabis can I grow and how fast can I grow it? And, um, and that's where you're going to end up with just, uh, you know, yeah, uh, a, a ma mashing of, of, uh, of P, uh, you know, you're trying to force feed people cannabis by, you know, having hundred dollar ounces of shit, or I don't know, organs down to like Washington and Oregon are down to like $50 ounces and shit. So it's like, um, that's that's very kind of you actually close to 35 sometimes depending oh, on. yeah i mean so uh oregon <laughs> currently has oh, we we can only we only have about 60 of our 35 an ounce weed look like yeah that's almost a dollar a gram i know it's basically two years ago's outdoor a lot of times just wow. stuff like that but I mean, uh, Oregon has, as far as what we produce, only only sixty percent of it on paper gets consumed. So there's a lot going backdoor anyway, feeding the rest of the country still. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we we have forty percent of extra product just sitting around and people losing their faces. So they're like, whatever, just fucking buy it. We don't care. So if you buy a thirty five dollar ounce, do are most people just uh, turning that into like edibles or something, or are they smoking that? I think it's um, confetti. Oh, you can use it as confetti. <laughs> we yeah, have uh, we have a large uh, unhoused population here that you know will also use it, and then uh, the those types of shops are usually in downtown and lower income brackets. Um, but also, I have friends who just use it to um, mix in their splits with their tobacco and stuff. So uh, you know, I can see that. Yeah, just yeah, kind of literally making cigarettes, you know, yep. out of stuff. So it's yep. more of becoming a con you know, just a mass consumed product down here, which, you know, when we set up the laws, it was wanting to be an agricultural model and we've definitely agged the fuck out of this. So. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. We haven't fucked up any other agriculture though. So that's like the good I'm, positive I'm hold... side of mm -hmm. all this. I'm holding on for when we get subsidized and they're just like, Hey Mike, here's a thousand dollars. Don't grow four lights. And I'm like, okay, cool. Ah, just subsidized to keep the, the quantity down. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I don't, it's not going to happen yet. I'm just making it. Right. But I, I understand the concept though, from an economic standpoint, that makes sense. Yeah. They're, they're like, yeah, they're trying to incentivize you to lower your quantity with money. Yeah. Interesting. The government's home. got a, a weird way of putting their finger on uh, economies. It's interesting. No. <laughs> no. 
No. Are you in denial, Billy? No. Free I'm markets. Talking about, free I'm markets. Talking about well, like, you live in LA. That's right. There's just denial. a separation you... of everything. The way the Constitution says the government works, that's the way it works. Ah. And it's good. Everything's good. And business yeah. people, they care about Jesus. And then that's, I watch the news. I get it. Yeah. Capitalism. Yep. Yeah. Jesus, you know, business in America. That's, Buy low, sell high. Yep. Guns. Alaska's the only, let's be real. Alaska, maybe Louisiana. I just think we should give them more like harpoons than guns. But like Alaska and Louisiana only states that should really have everyone be armed. That's like, you know what I mean? Louisiana, you say, is the other one? Yeah, have you ever been there? It's scary as fuck. Yeah, people, yeah I don't the, think those people should be armed. It is scary. I think they should because the crit- there's the creatures in there too. That, oh, oh! So you're talking like the swamp people type? All thing. Oh, just the okay. whole goddamn state is awesome and terrifying. It's like Alaska. It's just the whole place. It's just like a wet, humid. You should. It, the food is amazing. Uh, I love I hear the it. Food, yeah. But uh, you should. You should. I I don't think if you if you're visiting, probably don't carry a gun. You'll be safe. But yeah, if I you live there. People. You should. I, I know how to travel with a gun. Yeah, I love that some of our deep listeners who are living out in the woods in Humboldt and some of these places are like, Like, we're not talking about you. Everyone knows you need a gun. We're talking about, and like, like, like a law would stop some of you motherfuckers from being like, oh, okay, like who's gonna come get you? Nobody. Have you seen how uh, we travel interstate up here with with firearms? Have you seen how you're able to just fly with it just in your bag and like it's just. Oh no, I'm so excited about this tour I'm putting together in January. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm gonna yeah, get yeah. to so see like, a lot of fun stuff like that. You go to check in at the at the airline and you're flying, let's say, from Anchorage to Fairbanks, and some guy might just be next to you at the uh at the thing just checking in his gun and that gun's just gonna go, you know, right right there with you know, it's just he doesn't care. He's gonna have it on him. Yeah, yeah. Um in certain situations, and then in some situations, I think it has to be checked, and then in some situations, I think it may even just end up as as a carry-on item. But it just has to be unloaded and in a locked container, and then they check all that. But like, you know, you get on go to get on a commercial flight with a you know an unloaded locked container gun, and they're you know you're gonna be it's a it's a lot you're answering a lot of questions and asking for your lawyer very quickly, like oh yeah, well for sure asking for your lawyer if you're smart that is. And Atlanta, they have like this sign when you're going through, and it's just, it's a bunch of people who forgot basically they had their gun on them because they like just keep, you know, some people just keep it in their pocket. You know, it's Alaska. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. It's like farmers and sh- well, this is Atlanta, so it's a different type of, but yeah. farming, it is. It's a different. They're doing, they're just a different economy, and. They forget. And that one always, I'm like, oh, what a bummer. You know, like, what a shit. Like, ah, just a, you don't fly much, so you forget. And then you're like, oh, they're going to, they won't see your weed, man. But they're going to see that gun. That's what they're looking for. 
I don't understand why there's not a post office in every airport, you know, so you can just mail something back to someone or something, you know, like, I, you know, like, that wouldn't that make a lot of sense? And then the, the postal service is right there near all these airplanes. Like, you know, it's like, just kind of makes sense to me, right? Like, Okay, well, for a long time, and I, they may not have this, I don't fuck up as much as I used to flying, but early in my stand-up days, whoo, made so many mistakes traveling. Like, oh, just, you're like, this is, but, or you get to somewhere and you're like, oh, I can't have, there was like, I had this really nice knife one time that someone gave me and I had it in my bag. Those, those always end up in this situation. Yep. And nice I was knife. like, ah, and uh, the, the guy was cool. He was like, oh, there's like this thing around, I forget what airport I was at, but he was like, there's this thing around there where, and it was like a kind of a do-it-yourself kiosk where you could it would give you this it would give you like a box or something like that and it was not cheap of course because you're at the airport but i was like i really like this knife it was probably i probably spent half of what the knife cost you like paying for the knife again to save the knife you're like fuck yeah close but i mean i still don't have it i just remembered i was like i don't even know where it's at anymore isn't that funny (laughs) (laughs) love that knife who knows um but they do have so if you guys are listening and you get now you can just I don't it's like a I gun. think you may be right. I'm sure they've gotta still have something like that. I just have never I haven't been in one of those situations in a while. And so yeah, it's been let's be honest too, like the bigger the airport and then the smaller the airport, right. probably the better chance you're gonna get through with whatever you got though. So oh yeah. Either way you're gonna the humble airport is the best. I don't know if you've ever been to the arcade airport it is that sounds phenomenal it is i was there one time do you know the savage henry fellas i should introduce you alaska folk to them oh Uh you guys should know for sure that's a savage henry i'll make it happen um they're working on posters right now yeah they are (laughs) come yeah they are um is it it's i'll tell you later i will text about later but so the comedy uh festival was still happening but it was like my flight was like at 6 30 in the morning but people were still partying and i was like i'm kind of old and whatever you know and then i was like oh it's like a party and so i bounced went to this all night down there and then at 4 30 i just took a cab to the airport because my flight leaves in two hours right so i get to the airport at 5 a.m i am the only person at the airport I don't mean like me and the workers. I mean, I am the only, and it is not locked. Nothing is locked. It is, <laughs> everything is wide open. I could have, I, and then this one dude comes in. He's like, hey, good morning. You're here early. And I was like, yeah, my flight leaves like an hour and a half. I, don't, I mean, like, I'm not like super early. You know what I mean? Right. And then he puts on his TSA uniform kind of in front of me. And I was like, cool. This is, I was like, oh, I could see. He takes off the other shirt where it like shows his stomach a little bit. I mean, on the TSA it, shirt. <laughs> I'm not making this up. He does that. And then he goes, and then he is the gate attendant for whatever airline that we use too. <laughs> I was like, man, you do it He's all. He's changing uniforms after he checks you in at he TSA. Didn't. He, he still had the TSA, whatever, and but then he checked us in as like the. He's like, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, man, this is awesome. 
Double dip in. It was. I always. I was like, oh, I bet it's tough to <laughs> smuggle stuff here through Al. You just got to show up two hours early for your flight and load your own plane, <laughs> and it's like, oh, uh, yeah, hey Bob, hey Bob, I already, I already swapped it through before you got here, so I'm just gonna. He's like, oh, thanks, man, thanks for looking out. You're like, yeah, this is. So uh, if you ever get a chance, do it. It's beautiful too. It's like this beautiful little. It's beautiful. The whole thing's that, wonderful. That sounds awesome. That's definitely a uh, a must do before. For a end this time on Earth. Oh, you're gonna end it. Yeah, I know. Wow, you're gonna end it. It's cool. <laughs> I know, right? Sorry. It's a very Alaska thing. Like you die any second, so yep. you, you make your own decisions in life. You can do it if you want to. We That's like to that, empower. We that like to empower festivals named after our old motto being uh, Alaska before you die. It was like that was our motto. That was our tourism motto. Like it was just come here before you die you better see this before you die that is true though that you is marketed it that way like but you should you like die that. i yeah. flew my dad up because of that like he's like you like it up there i was like yeah i've been up there like nine or eight you know nine or ten times now you should come see it and i sent him you know and then i was like do you want to come back up in the winter and he was like nah, i don't care anything about that yeah <laughs> I love it up there in the winter. That's my favorite. And all the promoters love that I love that too because they're like, really? Most people don't. I'm like, oh, I want to see it when you lunatics are just like peaking, peak Alaska. <laughs> it's the best. The couples are plotting to kill each other because they're three months in. Yeah. There's no sun. Yeah. And yeah. I put them all in a room and I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell jokes to you guys yeah. that are trying to kill each other. And they're like, okay. Watch you poke that hornet's nest. It is fun. It is it is people are like, what material you do? I was like, Oh, I've been up there enough. I just talk about Alaska for as long as they let me. And sometimes it's good. I've I've done 90 minutes before and people are like, Don't quit. I'm like, I'm fucking tired. It has been an hour and a half. I've just been making fun of you guys to your faces and you guys are like what yeah we we eat that shit up we love it that. is the it's my favorite like mike knows it is paradise it's his favorite king it's 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 interesting uh, if it wasn't i don't do great in long long-term cold i would live up there but oh i don't know why he's like my other part where i'm like huh that's it <clears throat> It's remote to too. A few of you guys to go in on a house up here and, and motherfucker, somewhere. don't think I'm not already working on all that. We're plotting. We're trying. Point. Good. Good. Last time I, I'm not gonna ruin what I've been asking people in person up there, but they don't give me a straight answer. So I do think there's something to it. Uh where it's like kind of frontierish if I can if I go deep enough and just claim some some acreage. There's places you can do that, but it's just way less accessible. And yeah. so it's hard to get to it. And so you'd either have to fly in or, or, or figure out a way to get to it. But um, a lot, not a lot of road accessible stuff is, is claimable still, but there are things we're off also, the road that are still claimable. I we're also looking for planes. Yeah. I do yeah, not we're care about planes. We're, we're it's also a good place them. for planes. I think we have more planes than people as well. Yes. And then I am, this is also very real. And it, like you just made my ding like you guys are like well there's no roads i'm like i asked mike it's like i'm been figuring out and doing the math and trying to 
figure out how to become get my private pilot's license because that's something i've oh, always wanted to do very cool because that part of alaska also you know that little kid in me that i always wanted to fly was also like well this is it's and then i would have to learn to fly if i came up here i would have to yeah and I then maybe... you guys are saying you can get free land if you know how to fly and oh i can sell it to my wife that can sell me learning how to fly because we can get free land in alaska i'm just telling no i'm gonna edit this out because i don't want this plan yeah that's totally it's fine. A, i don't you know what it's not a secret plan it's not it's a hard plan and that's what makes it People can know about it. You still have to do it. I like that you're concerned your <laughs> wife is going to get an hour into this podcast and hear, hear your secret plans. And be like, no, oh, I'm not worried about her. Oh, I have to go through. She's oh, going to hear about these plans anyway. She's not. And listen. Got it. She's never listened to this podcast. Ooh. I don't. It's it's not for her. So it would be weird if she did. I've accepted that, but it was pretty It'd be funny. problematic if she did listen to, like, if she was just like, I'm going to listen to this. I'm I like, would be oh, like, I don't like not, that energy. I don't know why you're doing that like that. <laughs> but like six or seven months into us doing it, uh, I was at the, we we're at the breakfast counter at the kitchen. And I was doing something with my phone and the theme song came on and it's dope. The theme song is very dope. And she was like, oh, what is that? That's good. And I was like, it's literally the first thing that comes on if you've ever listened to our podcast ever. It's like you could have accidentally heard it before. And she was like, oh, that is, that is, that was like, yeah, that's, <laughs> as a comedian, you really set me up right there. I was like, I don't care. It's not for you, but holy shit. That's so, it's like, it is like, you would have heard that if you accidentally hit play. It's not even, yeah. But, oh, that's funny. I just got a uh, an appointment reminder to put the, uh, we have couples counseling in my uh, calendar. Hmm. Think Siri is listening. <laughs> How can the people find you, you guys? Um, uh, on Instagram, it's kind of the place where I'm most active, just kind of, unfortunately, it's the place where, uh, cannabis has both its ups and its downs, unfortunately. Um, and, uh, on there as, uh, AK dot Terps, Terps with a Z, T-E-R-P-Z. Um, and then, uh, Joe is Icebeard Comedy on Instagram. And then we, we both, um, uh, kind of manage and run a, um, company that we started together, called Terps Productions, um, where we uh, we do a lot of comedy type shows. We've been doing uh, helping out with these um, uh, hip hop uh, events. We're doing cannabis mixers in the state. Um, I'm going to try to start doing some sort of like secret sesh type concept. Um, and then, uh, yeah, exactly. And then um, and then eventually maybe some contests, um, particularly around the uh, the concentrate field of things. Um, but uh, I don't really know what that's all going to look like, and that's pretty far way off. But um, we're just getting started, and uh, so is the industry up here. So um, we're we're excited about what we've already done, but um, it kind of there's a lot of uh, room to grow up here in in both terms of growing and uh, kind of the entertainment behind the cannabis culture can grow as well. We don't have a lot of events and stuff. So well, Fuck anytime, yeah, there is. anytime you guys need help or someone to come up uh and try a new place 
or do an old place. I love the place. And if I'm available, you know, I'll do it. And you guys, when you're Thank in you. Alaska, please, please check out all their products. And if you see it outside of Alaska, check out their products. They are fantastic. Um, I don't say that lightly. I'm for my own detriment. I'm like, mm, I just don't tout anything. And you guys have some legit stuff. And your shirt is amazing. I think people think it's a, it's a finger, but it's the last. It is. It is yeah, a hand. Yeah. But it it's is looking also, the opposite way on on there. Yep. But it is also the Alaska state, and it says AK, and it has the ah. Uh, yep. So we Our have to favorite. end these around forty five minutes. We our analytics have said shut the fuck up at forty five. The stoners are done. Yeah. So what? Um. So people were like the conversational. You know, we'll get loose. And people are like, what are you doing? Right. It's, it's not us. It's, it's all these stoners at home. Um, but I'll see you guys maybe this summer and then in January. And if we don't talk to you before then, I will talk to you. But I mean, on here, thank you for your time. We want to hear some. There's just so many more Alaska things I want to be loud about. And in 45 minutes, I just can't. Like, this is a good introduction for Mike and. Ooh, yeah I'm excited i mean if you ever wanted to do something like one of these once a month and you know do an alaska thing once a month and talk to me or i can get you in in contact with other people where maybe it's me and someone else from the cannabis industry or just the other person um i could get you linked up with a lot of alaska companies um and then real quick if you want um let's do some uh i want to show off some hash before we take off um this is definitely uh what we're hoping will uh will win um the full melt uh category in the Alaska Leaf Bowl. Yeah. This is that Wilson um that we were talking about last last time. Um Ooh. Wilson Zero, banana, banana papaya, uh Tropicana cookies cross, and then I've got it in cold cure as well. Um the lighting, And for people listening at home, this is why you need to watch the YouTube. The lighting Ooh, is a little Oh, that's so gorgeous. Yummy. <clears throat> Um, and mostly, um, we're just trying to promote the idea of, you know, um, kind of like what you talked about earlier that, uh, that not everything has to be uh, quantity driven and quality is, uh, is, uh, possible in this industry. Um, I heard that, that audio from that funny song last night, like, this is not your dad's weed, you know, like it's very, um, uh, it's very much a progressive industry that's, um, that's trying to show that like, you know, there are levels to this stuff. And um, there is, you know, a single malt scotch and a Bud Light in this uh, in this industry as well. So um, we want to be able to highlight some of the really quality products, and um, and we're trying trying really hard to do that. So we, I super appreciate you allowing us to come on and talk about this stuff. And um, and uh, if there's any more uh, questions that anybody has, um, feel free to DM uh, me directly or um, the company that I uh, represent is Polychrome Grass out of Fairbanks. And the company that Joe represents is uh, Catalyst out of Anchorage, and uh, they're a retail, um, and they have three shops that usually stock a majority of of our products. Um, so, oh yeah, thank you guys. Seriously, thank check you, them man. out, you guys, and th that's we'll be in touch about that more Alaska people. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me know who you want to talk to, and I'll get it set up. Mm -hmm.